Hello everybody, welcome to Amen, where we have the power of God and anime on our sides. My name is Greg, and today I am joined by Nick, and a special guest, actually. And uh, Nick asked me if he could introduce him, so Nick, the floor is all yours. Yeah, today we have my dear friend slash old um, apartment mate, roommate, whatever you call it, Joe Yu, right here. Right now he's studying to be a pastor, and... Yeah, we have, we've been, we went to college together all four years and we lived together basically all four years. So the reason why I asked Joe to come on to, on the podcast today is because of the topic, um, which would be about subjective and objective truths. And yeah, so I was talking to Greg about this, about how like Joe, you was talking about all these things and, um, and Greg talked about how he was also like talking about subjective and objective truths to his to his manga discord his manga reading discord and i was like oh this is a great topic that we can um hear about from both greg and joe and hear about both sides or just hear about like you know like your thoughts and everything um so uh joe you came on uh around the first times that we did our podcast and um, hashtag Beyond the Walls, and now he's back again for this podcast. So, yeah, we're gonna start with our topic. <laughs> Going on to the topic, I think Nick gave a great explanation of it. Um, I was in my I was in my Discord group talking about this idea, and it came up because I think we were talking about like art and like taste and stuff like that and people are like oh yeah there's like like everything is subjective and i'm like true but no <laughs> like not really and then I, I just i just like got into mini debates with them about subjectivity and objectivity and uh i'm not gonna lie to you it was pretty draining and basically the point of view where i came from was there is objective truth right and i think at least for me this is something that is at least for me this is something that is very important um i think that you know a lot of people like to argue and talk about subjectivity and how good it is like the udu type of lifestyle and i feel like to me it's just never felt correct in a way there's always been something a little bit off on it and i think that uh, personally, uh, as a Christian, I feel like we do need to take the stance of there being objective truth, that there are things that are inherently right and inherently good in the world. But Joe, what what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think uh, you're right on the mark on that. Um, especially within recent years, we see a lot of uh, different movements in which people are championing championing uh specific voices right and it's about making people heard and hearing their stories um and i think that's that's a wonderful thing that we see in this world nowadays that that people are being heard and being understood um but at the same time there is this kind of trend to kind of just treat uh you know whatever your story is i can't make any judgment on it uh, because this is what you've experienced so therefore there's no comment um but it sort of seems like we, we, we talk about that with life experiences, right? But it seems to kind of carry over into every aspect of life. 
right? It's as though uh, history itself is something that's subjective now, as though certain historical events did or did not happen based on what some people feel or their experiences with it. Um, it, it does seem to be kind of, we, we seem to be living in a strange kind of world in which truth is just in the eye of the beholder. And it's not really something that people can just standardize their lives upon and to be built and find foundation with truth. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think it's a, it's a conversation that we, we see more and more common nowadays as people are sharing their stories. Um, some of these stories, yeah, there's a lot of subjectivity. There's a lot of opinions, personal beliefs. Um, but at the same time, you know, as Christians, we do uphold that there is a true and living God, right? Uh, that regardless what somebody believes or what somebody says, the fact is that God is. Um, it's just as simple as me saying I exist, right? And regardless if somebody else says that Joe does not exist, well, too bad, you know, Joe does exist. So that 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 is how it is, right? Very uh, true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think something really important to just bring up as we begin this is to kind of define what we mean by objective and subjective. Now, for me, if I were to talk about it, I'd say objective is something that or something that is objective basically doesn't care about what you think about it. Right. It is correct if you even if you do disagree. And I just did a quick little Google search to um, find the definition of it. And here objective is stated as not influenced by personal feelings, interpretations or prejudice based on facts, unbiased. And basically subjective would be the opposite of that. So subjective would be things that are based on personal feelings, um, not necessarily based on what is true, but it's more on experiences. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I think, yeah, um, definitely. I think subjective truth finds its foundation on opinions, right? It's about your personal take on things, right? What you personally believe. Um, and so you could almost interchangeably use it with opinion. Um, and then objective truth, I think, is more relative to fact and uh, saying that something actually does occur or does happen. And typically it's talked about in a more sort of scientific sense. Maybe you have anything to add? Mm, but yeah, I think, um, as you said earlier, objective truths yeah it's like all about facts and it's like kind of like intangible and i want to quote a line from ben shapiro facts don't care about your feelings um (laughs) which i i don't know i've been listening to a lot of ben shapiro recently um i don't think i'm that conservative but I i think we're pretty moderate but yeah i think it's very true like facts should not care about your feelings like these are hard truths and like they need to be presented and like if your opinion is against a fact then it's it's just a fact it's subjective it's not it's your feelings over like something that's like certain right so yeah i don't know that's all i have to say (laughs) yeah and to I guess maybe address a few misconceptions that I'm I'm honestly unsure of how people have come to these conclusions, but from my little 
from my little debates, let's say, I've heard things like, yeah, I really want to believe in the objective, but every time I try to think about it, it just doesn't work. So let's say that I believe that murdering and eating your neighbor is wrong, but let's say my neighbor thinks that it's right, then it can't be objective. And I mean, I heard that and I was like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> like, objectivity is not something that everybody agrees on, right? That would be, be more subjective. It's true no matter what people... Like, everybody could disagree with an objective truth, but in the end, it would still be true. It would still be correct. That's how it works. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm honestly not sure, yeah, how they came to that conclusion. But I mean, if somebody did, that means that there are more people out there who have thought the exact same thing. Yeah, I think uh, with that, it it kind of stems from this question of how do people really know things, right? Like, how how do you really know anything to begin with? Um, so, for instance, some people bring up the case that okay, the world was uh, the world. Everybody used to believe that the world was flat, right? And so the, that was the popular opinion. That's what uh, most people held. And then later on, we learned that the world is not flat. Um, so that's what common case where people say objective truth is not based on just whatever the popular thought is or whatever is revealed at the time, whatever people know then. And so the discussion of objectivity is, well, okay, then if everybody thinks this one thing at the time, but it's not actually right, then it seems as though that there's no way to actually know anything that's true, right? Truth is like this abstract notion that's too big to handle. It's out of our hands. So let's just, let's just do away with the truth in a sense. Um, and another reason is because people, I think, sometimes think, okay, how do I actually know anything? Well, if I'm the starting point of knowing anything, then truth is only what I can perceive. It's, it's only what comes out of my mind, whatever I can reason myself up to, that is the scope of what truth is. It's, it's limited to whatever is starting from me as the starting point and what can I wrap my head around. That is the limit of truth. And so it's almost like you have these like bubbles of truth, you know, and that's, that's why there's this talk of subjective truth is just each person has their own bubble of truth and what they, their minds have reasoned themselves up to. And then, so therefore, this person might hold this truth because they perceive the world in one sort of way. And another person lives in their own bubble of, you know, people, thoughts, uh, ideas. And so they have their own ideas of truth. Um, and I think the problem with this is that you're, you're treating each person as though they are uh, not unified together by anything whatsoever. They're, they're as though they live in separate bubbles, where in reality, we live in a complex web and, and interlocking with one another. And as Christians, as we understand, we're, we're also interlocking with God, the one who knows all things. And so we are, we are tethered to this objective sense of truth in which our, any form of truth ends up finding its basis upon, right? Any objective standard of truth goes back to the one who is true. Um, so I think that's where the, the misconception kind of lies is just people are thinking, that, um, you know, I live in my own bubble, in my own world, so that's what truth is. Dang, Joe, you're, you're just 
answering all the questions that I was going to ask you later on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, most of stuff. I've had a lot of conversations with people about this topic, even especially as of recently. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, like some sometimes it's just, you know, people want to cater to other people's thoughts and ideas. And, you know, as Nick mentioned, it's like it's like you don't want to step on anybody's toes. So just their truth is their truth. You do you kind of culture. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm just going to live my life. You live your life. We'll call it a day. Um, but you know, it's, if you, if you really cared to, to really know things and you, you want to help people understand the world rightly, you know, it's, I think that's just, that's a very human thing to do. It's a very natural thing to do is, uh, is just trying to help people understand what's actually going on in this world. Yeah. True. So let me ask you a quick question. I know you already, like most of these questions, you've already kind of gone through it, but like you said, I think that probably more recently than ever before, I feel like there's been a hard shift towards a more subjective way of thinking rather than from a more objective way, I would say. Um, why do you think that is? Or what kind of reasons do you think might be the cause of that? So uh, the cause of... Mm like why people are leaning to this idea of a subjective truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think the, I think stepping on people's toes is something everyone wants to avoid nowadays. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's pretty evident in how uh, people, for instance, want to avoid any sort of talk about religion. Actually, people are starting to step more into the whole political discourse as of recent times. I feel like, um, Especially with like how relevant it feels like everything around our world feels like uh like we're, we're always scrutinizing our leaders for how they're handling you know the pandemic for instance um and and uh getting involved with that um but i i think the reason why people care about subjective truth so much is because we we want to champion the individual you know like we, we want people to really understand that they are hurt and what they have to say is relevant and that uh, no matter what they say, uh, it, it's not something that can be disregarded because it is part of their life experience. And I think there is some truth to that, you know, that each one of us, we have gone through different life experiences and it's, it's shaped us to be who we are. And I think that there is a wonderful value to it uh, as well. I think there is a great space for people to uh, hear each other's stories and to understand one another's lives. But when that gets intermingled with the very foundation of everything, you know, the, the, the realities that, you know, we do live in a world, we're not just, you know, uh, we're not just uh, living in, 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 in some like random sphere of space or we, we live underwater. You know, some people might be crazy enough to, to say whatever they want to say or, or deny history, for instance. Uh, the thing is, there are realities. Um, and coming to term with these realities, it, it can be harsh and it can be offensive. And so I think people want to avoid uh, anything that can be offensive in whatever way is possible. And so just kind of, you know, as long as there's no such thing as something that's true, then nobody can be wrong. So then everyone's happy. Yeah, I was thinking of like, when I, I was like thinking about like 
like the thought of stepping on people's toes and everything and i feel like yeah we're a lot more afraid of like speaking about um like our opinions or what we think is true right because we feel like we'll get canceled or that's this is what it is like right now is like there's cancel culture and whatnot mm. um and i don't know just by hearing what you guys are saying and just hearing from you joe it sounds like yeah well, like people are more willing to try to tear people down because they believe that what another person has done in the past um like should affect them right now in the, in the present um and which like i think yeah sure it should be like for example like for cancel culture especially like um if somebody um said something like five years ago and they never addressed it and they never like apologize for it like i think they still should apologize and like they should still like you know um reconcile their differences but i feel like even if the like i'm thinking of um an actor who just recently got kicked off of a show called the flash um he was like one of the main characters of the flash and uh i think he had some allegations on him like having racial slurs or um like demeaning women or like maybe harassing or like calling women by different names like but this was like maybe eight years ago maybe like around five to ten years ago and people are can't like canceled him like recently because they're like these things happened and everything i don't know if this is for subjective or objective but i from what i'm thinking of it's um like objectively like this person should like you know pay some consequences but i think because the subjective truths of others like are canceling him he cannot be redeemed from it. Even if he says sorry, even if he apologized, even if, like, maybe his heart did change within the past couple of years, objectively, the th these things happen. But subject, like, but from what people, like, want right now is just to cancel him, which I, I feel like is really, like, dumb. But, I don't know, that's my own opinion, but I think that's what I see within our culture right now with, like, with these truths that we see. Mm -hmm. I think that when I was thinking about this question earlier um, and looking at the people that I've been talking to, I think that another reason why people lean very heavily against objective truth is actually, I think, the fault of religion. Now, it's no, it's no like, it's no surprise that when you have very major religions that all claim to know the objective truth and to have the objective truth, that there's going to be conflicts, right? Um, and even within something like Christianity, we, we as Christians have definitely messed up in the mm. past. Um, we've had like, we've had the Crusades. Like, I'm not going to say the Crusades were a great time. But we had a Crusades Part 2 also. And we've also had, like, the Spanish... Like, there's been a lot of things that the church and religion in general have done very wrong. And so for a lot of people who have been subject to kind of the... Um, the aftermath of, like, the church... Or not even the church... Of religion piloting their hard objective truths. I think that they're very much turned off against it um a lot of the people who have been hurt by religion tend to be the ones that are like 
like you can't tell me what to do like let me live my life let me do like this and that all that kind of stuff and yeah they're very much like subjective truthers they're like you know you can you can do what you want let me do what i want we'll be good and i mean i think that that's something that we need to own up to uh it's something that even though we haven't done like we we haven't done those things ourselves but you know since we kind of carry the name of the people that did it back then it's kind of been inherited down to us and i think that at least a step to bring us closer towards you know having people understand the importance of seeing things or knowing that things are objectively right and wrong is to own up to that and to you know say say that we're sorry say that um all that kind of stuff show like love to them all that um but yeah i think that's just like from my own experiences interacting with people who have um who have had this conversation with that's where i feel like a lot of people do get turned off from the idea of objective truth hmm. yeah I, I definitely have I definitely think that is a big reason why people are turning away from the idea of, of objective truth too. Um, you know, you, you look at history and you just see all these different things, all these uh, the power dynamics that happen in different eras as a result of religion. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why we entered into like the whole enlightenment modern sort of era, right? Where everyone's like, okay, let's just do away with religion. Let's just focus on science. Uh, because science is something that you can prove. You can see it with your own eyes. It's right there before you. So that's what truth is. And then, you know, as we've shifted into this more modern age of postmodernism, it's like it's like almost like it's shifted away from science because science is almost too true to be truth. <laughs> and and so it's as though uh, now we just need to do away with the concept of truth because it seems like it's just hurting people more than it's helping. Um, and there's this one analogy that I, I like to use, and I think I've shared this with Nick before. It's uh, it's like that. There, there's this analogy of like all these blind people, like they're they're all uh, trying to, they they all are feeling an elephant, right? And they're blindfolded, you know, and they they can't see what they're actually touching. So they they're touching the elephant. And they feel different things, right? One of them, he's touching the tusk, and he's like, oh, it's it's very hard. It's like a rock. So I think we're touching a rock, and that's what he tells the other blindfolded people. And then the next one, he's he's like, no, that doesn't sound right. You know, I feel like we're touching a tree because he's feeling the leg. It feels very firm and like it's like a cylinder. I mean, it's it's very firmly planted there. And another one's like, no, no, no. We must be touching like something as thin as a piece of paper because he's feeling the ear. And he's like, oh, it's, it's so soft. It's so flexible. And this analogy is to kind of show like, oh, who actually knows the truth? Nobody really knows it in this picture. Right. Everyone's everyone's feeling the same thing, but they're all coming to different conclusions just because they don't see the bigger picture. Um, and I think that's one of the ways that people kind of go about this idea of truth is nobody can really know the full truth. So therefore, let's not bother. Let's not bother with this. And the thing that we take for granted in this example is that there's actually another person in this picture who is the person who's actually telling the story. They know it's an elephant. And as a result, you know it's an elephant. 
And so we are the people who have this objective truth. And that's the very reason why you can tell this story in the first place is because there is a person who actually sees what's going on here. And so with this conversation that people have is like, oh, maybe all religion just leads to the same God. And, you know, who knows? Because nobody knows everything. So therefore, this could be a possibility. It doesn't seem to make sense because there is somebody who is making the truth claim that nobody knows anything. They're claiming to, to make an objective statement about truth, that there is no truth. Um, and so no matter how you try to go around it, whenever you try to talk about subjective truth, you end up finding that it does connect to objective truth. And I think going back to what Nick was also mentioning about why there's this whole concept of cancel culture going on is because I think there's, there's this disparity people are trying to, trying to, to uphold, right? It's trying to say that there are these subjective truths while, you know, at the same time holding to some sort of objective moral standard. And when this kind of clash occurs between the two, it, it sort of feels like, you know, uh, it, it feels like people have to live a certain way, but then, you know, you can do you at the same time, but then you can't do what you want to do because there is a group think or some overarching idea, at least, uh, that is more universal than just what this individual believes. Um, so, yeah, I think that that clashing is is what we see a lot nowadays, especially with cancel culture. And uh, it's unfortunate because the reality is there's both, you know, there's, there are opinions and there are facts and it's, it's not as though they are in conflict with one another. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking about like the analogy just now. And I feel like objectively um, the person who knows the big picture knows the objective truth. Right. And as we said earlier, like, the U.S. is leaning toward like a subjective view of like truth, and I feel like sometimes when the objective truth, I feel like sometimes the objective truth is like harsh to people, where it's just like, no, this is this is what truth is. Like this is actually like what the elephant is supposed to look like. Like it's the bigger picture, not just a not just the ear, not just a not just just a trunk or the foot or whatnot. And I feel like sometimes, like, the people that, the blind people that are, like, touching this elephant are just saying, like, no, that's not what the elephant is. The elephant is, like, an ear. The elephant is, like, this, like, trunk. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> like, this is what I believe is true. And I think that's, like, how, I guess, the world is living right now. It's just, like, we all, I'm just thinking right now, like, the people that know the objective truth are kind of, like, not wanting to like don't want to like step on their toes and step on the toe like the blind people's toes anymore and just saying like oh yeah like this is this truth is true like the the elephant does have these like parts but like like i hope you can one day see that you know this that this whole elephant is just more than just this one ear that this is more than just this like foot or it's more than just this like trunk and i don't know the way I'm seeing it is, like, the people that know the truth, a lot of times, like, we're scared to even, like, try to step on people's toes, saying, like, no, this, this elephant that you're looking at is, is something more than what you're feeling, and it's more than what you are, you know, thinking about right now, that this god here, like, knows this, the whole picture, but you only, you're only grasping just a speck. I don't know. That's what I was thinking right now with the analogy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually very much like that analogy. I I forgot where I heard it. I think I heard it at some retreat, maybe. But um, there have been times where I, there have been times where I've tried to remember it, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so you know, I'm glad to hear it again. Now I think that we, now, I think that we've pretty much talked about it already. But let's make it a little bit more concrete. So then, what should we be believing as Christians? Because I know that, I don't know, I feel like I've been talking to like a bunch of people who really do like talking about more subjective truths than objective truths, than objective truths in Christianity, right? Like, I don't know, people, I feel like people focus a lot on like, yeah, we gotta, you know, feel for their, like, situation. We gotta meet them where they are. And, um, like, yeah, they might, they're, like, sinning, but, you know, show them love first, and then, like, we can work through that later. Which, I mean, yeah, we gotta, we gotta show people love, right? But, you know, you're, (laughs) you're just never gonna talk about anything else. Or that's what it seems like to me at least um but yeah what should we be believing as christians and where should we be drawing the line of hey this is true what you're doing is either wrong or what you're doing is right and you know where does love kind of play a role in all that yeah i think as christians it's it's definitely important for us to uphold this objective standard of truth and objective truth finds its person to be god um and any form of truth whatsoever whether you're talking about scientific truth or mathematical truth or historical truth uh, it, it's all upheld together with the one who created all things right uh like we see in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created, right? He, he is the before all things, and in him, all things have their meaning, and all things find reality, right? He, he upholds our universe. Um, and so it's important to remember that, yeah, we do have a God who is truth. And in order to say anything about truth, well, we have to turn to God. Um, he's the very foundation. And I, I, there's this one quote I really love from C.S. Lewis when he talks about this. He says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Right. What, what he's saying is that basically because there is God, I can make sense of the world around me. Right. He is the the very lens, the very framework in which anything makes sense um, and i think that's the same sort of attitude we should live as christians it's it's not as though i am i am just living in a world and there's this abstract concept of god and he's yeah yeah i, I believe in him he's just far away but no he's close and near and dear to us uh, he is above all of our comprehension uh, there's no way we can understand any truth fully because we cannot understand god fully um, but end of the day, we can take confidence that, yeah, there is a God who knows all things. And I believe in him. I know he knows all things. 
I know he has the answer to everything. Um, and I think that that is a great comfort for us as believers is to know that uh, we do not know the full picture, but we know that God does. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, so we we I think I think it's pretty evident that we believe that we do need to we do need to know that there's an objective truth and you can't really in my mind you can't really be a christian without recognizing that and yeah it's sometimes it is hard to come to terms with sometimes it does mean that you know some of the stuff that you're doing is getting exposed as being something that you shouldn't be doing but at the end of the day, is knowing that objective truth, like, is not knowing it going to be better for you than knowing it? Like, in the end, if you, like, do you want to be blissfully ignorant of, the th of, like, the things that you do wrong just because it benefits you in the here and now, in your little lifetime? I think that that is something that it's up to each Christian to figure out for themselves. But... With that being said, I think um, with the whole idea of the objective, I think that people tend to look at it as very, very big and very, very all-encompassing in a way. And don't get me wrong, it is big. Like, it is very important. But I do think that there are so, so many things that don't have the quote-unquote objective reality in a sense like a lot of things are up to our opinion like a lot of things come down to whether or not we just like it or not so for you guys what do you guys think are some things that um we can say oh yeah this is this is an objective thing that we need to you know hold firm but these things can be more subjective and up to our opinion hmm Let's go with the creed. We believe in, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, you know. Uh, we believe that we believe in Jesus' name, that, like, you know, that uh, we may have eternal life. And we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and that's the only way to get to the Father. Um, I mean, objectively, like, we're all Asian. We're all males. <laughs> and... Yeah, I think what we know as truth is because of what God has told us. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about like what could be subjective about the Bible. Um I think it's like what people think is like more important within like baptism or other things. Is that am I correct or like baptism or what are other like things like the reason why like there's different splits, like would that be considered subjective? within the church that's a that's a tricky topic <laughs> that is yeah a, that is a tricky topic indeed doctrine and dogma i mean ooh, dude i don't know if i want to be starting these fights right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we're not pastors joe's is still a pastor of becoming a pastor upcoming pastor but you know mm -hmm. i i think like well i don't know do, do you guys want to go into that part briefly or 
don't know. D- dude, bring us wherever us. you want to bring us, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Captain. I, I think what is in common with every group of Christians is they do hold to objective truth, right? No, no one would just say, oh, there's, you know, truth is subjective. God is subjective. Um, you know, he might be there. He might not be there. That That's just not Christian, right? That's, that's just, uh, that's purely man-centered kind of thinking. Um, any sort of real Christianity realizes that God is the foundation, right? Um, faith finds foundation in God. It's, it doesn't rest on us. It's not, uh, it's not as though we are God, right? That's, that's kind of supersedes the whole point of what faith is about, right? Um, when it comes to those kinds of differences, though, I think each group is trying to understand what is the objective truth to the best of their ability. Um, I, I, I don't think that these groups would say these things are just strictly subjective to human interpretation and, uh, you know, this is just purely whatever you say or he says, um, some groups will lean more towards saying, oh, this is too hard for us to understand. Um, so the best that we can do is our interpretation. Um, but end of the day, m- most Christians will say, yes, we, we realize that God is the one who has all truth. All right? We know he is the one who knows all things. And so we look to him for the answer for these things. Uh, the thing is, we cannot know anything that God knows fully, right? Uh, God is infinite. We are finite. Uh, his knowledge is is boundless, while ours is bounded. It's it's limited to the brain cells that we have. Um, and so, when you have the infinite and the finite, and you're trying to see the two blend together, um, what happens is we are trying our best to understand what is. God's standard, what is truly right, what is truly good. Um, but the best that we can do is to mm, recognize that we are still flawed. We, we, don't, we don't know all things, and, and we, we are humbled by that. Um, but to say that it's strictly just a subjective matter, as though it's just, it just relies on whatever he says, she says, um, that's just, that, that, that part is, it does not coincide with what truth is and what God's standard for these things is. Um, you know, I, I think there is a good, uh, going back to Greg's original question about what are some things that you can recognize to be subjective? Um, I think some very simple ones like opinions, right? Um, just saying, I like, I like eating Korean food. You know, that's, that is a very subjective thing and that can differ for, <laughs> yeah, it could differ from person to person. Uh, there's nothing that's binding that together besides what you make of it. Um, you know, it's it's just the way you kind of perceive things. Um, however, uh, actually, okay, hold on. Sorry, I forgot where I was going to go with that. Um, subjective. Yeah, so so opinions, I think, are a good space to to recognize that these things are subjective truths. I think also experiences can be a good place to to recognize that, that there is uh, things that are subjective there. Um, recognizing that each person does have certain experiences that they they have gone through through that story. Um, it's not really it's not very easy to have a dialogue about objectively what is going on with that person. Um, this person can only share about what they have seen, what they've heard, what they think that they've come to have 
gone through, but you know they 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 aren't too sure about it themselves. Um, and you know uh, you can have these kinds of stories. You can have these sorts of testimonies um, and say, yeah, this isn't necessarily an objective statement, but I feel like I think I went through this. I I I think those are some good phrases for it. Um, sorry, I'm, this is this is the the little pastor rambling part over here too. Is uh, I think uh, I've I've heard this too often when it comes to Bible studies too. Is that so many Bible studies I've heard just ends up being this place of, I think this, I think that. Well, okay, you you think this, you think that. Great, that's that means you're a functional human being. You can you can think that. Sure, oh okay. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. It, that, that, the thing is, like, uh, you can think one thing, sure, but uh, is it is it true, right? Um, and I think that is, as Christians, we need to recognize that there is a space to say, I know, right? For instance, I know God is good. I, we shouldn't just settle for saying, I think God is good. No, it, it, it's a fact. It, it is a matter of fact mm. thing that he is good, right? That is the very person of God. God is love. Uh, you know, when when any of the biblical authors are writing, they're not saying, oh, I, I think God is worthy of worship. I think he is holy. No, he is holy. He is worthy of worship. These are fact of matter things. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's also, I think, a little uh, encouragement for Christians is to to be reminded that, yeah, there there is there is truth as you're studying God's word. Uh, it, you can have different ideas and you can recognize i don't know everything um but still upholding what you do know and and taking confidence in what you do know right um so yeah i'll i'll get off my my soapbox that's the the little <laughs> the little take i have that i think uh i've heard so often nowadays no amen dude <laughs> that was i think that was really great um yeah i was as i was thinking about like subjective like truths or what we think or like our opinions like i, I think um <laughs> yeah i think that um you know like anime is a great media you know like i think re-zero is a great anime Wrong. or no i know re-zero is a great <laughs> anime it is an you gotta but that's my truth <laughs> is that your truth i don't know but i'm passionate about this thing so who knows um so yeah and then i was thinking also like as joe was saying like truth is in the eyes of the beholder like beauty is also in the eyes of the beholder something we i heard about recently <laughs> and like from just saying that i think that's very subjective like we all have our interpretations of what beauty is um for what i say something like if this shirt is like very beautiful like i'm like oh that's really that's a really nice looking uh shirt and then for like greg it'd be like oh this artwork could be like very is like very beautiful to him right but i could be like yo it's kind of ugly and uh, i don't i don't believe yeah, that the... <laughs> Like sometimes Greg's taste isn't that great. I don't know. Dude, my taste is uh, actually amazing. <laughs> Rezero is, is a pretty good anime, Greg. I, I think yeah, you're wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, it's watch like, season like two. Right. Season two is actually so much better. Like you had to change your lens of thinking. Like there's so much. You, there's so much truth in it. Like oh my Dude, god. Dude, but if season one doesn't make me want to watch season two, then how can it be that uh, good? <laughs> 
Dude, you're just you just haven't watched it, and you have to watch it again. Like just, Did just I wa- watch I it again. Watched it earlier or more recently than you have, Nick. I watched it twice. I watched it recently as well with Joseph. Yeah, with Joe yeah we here. watched it together. <laughs> yeah, like two months ago. Okay, maybe Anyways. I have not watched it as recently, but I probably watched it more recently than yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. No, I watched it when it was like still airing. Um. Yeah, I think, like, we all have our different, like, views on things. I think it's also, like, depends on our, like, upbringing. Like, what we think of, like, our experiences determine, like, what we think and determine what we like and whatnot. And, yeah, I think that's all subjective. But objectively, like, you know, brushing our teeth is good. Um, Eating healthy makes Mm. us not beasts or have, or, like, you know, makes us at least healthier. (laughs) Like, these are truths that like science predicts but yeah like food is always subjective um i I think subjective like not all food everyone like loves but whatever everyone knows but i I will add i I do think um with uh trying to understand the interaction between the two right subjective and objective i think there is there is a necessity to hold these two together and recognizing that any form of, I think uh, a good way to conceptualize it is subjective truth rests on objective truth. Um, so subjective things find a foundation in something objective, because uh, there is a there is going to be a reality behind every perception, mm. right? There is there is something that is there. Um, so I think it's, uh, you know, because uh, you can you can say an opinion, right? Like I like Korean food. Um, that is a question I could come before God with, and God would be able to give me a very finite understanding of how much do I like Korean food? To what extent do I actually, uh, is this a true statement, right? He, can, he, can, he could mm-hmm. clarify that for me if I were to come before him with it. 30% correct. on mondays you know uh, at nighttime maybe it goes up to a 40 something like that yeah um but god would be able to give me an answer i I think he wouldn't just be like well i don't know i mean that's that's up to you that's in that's in your sphere of truth um as though Mm. like i could say anything that is quote-unquote true apart from you know what god actually fully knows right um but i think subjective truth in terms of like how we use it day to day opinions you know like the way you perceive something or the way you come to understand something uh i think it's also important in discourse right uh in order to have you know comp like competent dialogue between two parties you have to understand that each one has a different way of thinking and saying and, and that's how you are able to you know have a conversation with each other is saying that i think this you think this you know i colloquially colloquially i think it's totally okay to to use more subjective kind of phrases um yeah and and just recognizing that in the grand scheme of all things uh that god is working behind it all right so Mm. amen 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 yeah it's so funny it's like it's like after every single thing i say there's always like "Mm, amen (laughs) amen It's Bro, like a, you say you're, you're amen gonna be a worthy pastor. things, yeah. you gotta say amen. Yeah, dude, your congregation after like each after each like sermon after each sentence, 
Amen. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so interesting. Yeah, just like it, it, instead of just like all the sermons, it's just, oh, you just sit there, listen to the pastor. You know, lately Nick's told me like, oh, yeah, Joe, sometimes your voice is just kind of like, man, I could fall asleep to it. And I'm like, Nick, that's a... <laughs> That's hard. I wasn't man. the only one that said it. <laughs> that's others true. He was, he was with others on that. And I'm like, no, nah, it is kind of true, though. I, I, could, uh, I could see that. Yeah. Time. I, i'm pretty yeah. sure it was because like you were preaching or like you sent me like a preaching like vi uh audio file and i was like yeah i can see people sleep to this and then we went <laughs> and then you also like did it and you also like preached it uh during our like fellowship and i was just mm -hmm. like ah yes yeah kind of, sure. I, I could i can i can feel it my inner inner being leaving me <laughs> maybe i should maybe i should call people like amen and then they'll all reply amen and i'll be oh there we go keep it yeah keep actually, everybody on their toes <laughs> yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't got anything else to really talk about. Do you guys have anything you guys have left to share? Not really. Do you have anything, Joe? Hmm. Um, honestly, I feel like we got a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, we uh, some good conversation on it. Um. I, I will add one quick note, I think, of how this this conversation is also very practical and relevant in people's lives nowadays. Um, I've also had this, I've talked about this with Nick, and I think it's a, it's, I think people are starting to recognize more and more that there is a need for objective standards. Um, when you look at how much people are invested in justice issues, right, especially with in regards to social justice or racial justice, and um, this whole conversation about justice is, it almost feels like everybody has their own opinions of things. This person saying one thing, you know, the Republicans are having their agenda, the Democrats are having theirs, and then libertarians are living in a whole separate world of their own, like aliens on another universe or something you know everyone seems to be running around in circles and it's as though nobody can come to any conclusion of what should we actually do and i think that is that that's showcasing more and more the fault of how subjective truth is not something that is foundational right it, it, justice for instance it can't just be in whatever the the crowd thinks for instance it can't just be whatever uh, an individual thinks either right because let's say everybody if you lived in a world where everybody thinks that murder is wrong does that really make it okay um i hope that people would say no um even despite if, if a society was functioning that way we would recognize you know that is that is kind of messed up that's not a good thing and so I think people are recognizing they, they want an objective standard of what justice looks like. And the tricky thing is people seem to be turning almost everywhere else, almost to whatever thing that they can, whatever their political allegiances lie to define what justice looks like. When in reality, there is a God who champions justice, right? God is for the oppressed, for the poor and the powerless. And he is for those who are uh, contrite in heart. And he cares for us deeply. And he loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for us, right? That's, that's the beauty of the gospel message is that we are broken, corrupt, 
unjust people. And he shows true ultimate justice, paying the penalty of our sin on that cross. And, and he wants us to live rightly. He wants us to live justly and to, to care for those who are hurting. Um, and so I think, at least to me, like, uh, I think it's something that I hope would enter the discourse of justice more and more is that people recognize that God is the God of justice and that the justice that people really want is God's justice. That's, that's, the, that's what everybody really wants at the end of the day. Um, yeah, for me, that's, that's the confidence I hold with this topic of justice is knowing that God is truly just. And um, I, I think if we want to move forward and understand what is truly right and to actually accomplish anything really good, I think um, people will have to slow down and, and recognize that we need a standard. We need something to, to define what is really good or bad for us. Um, and hopefully people would find that it find, it, it's, it's actually rooted in God himself. So um, yeah, just, just something that I think is uh, very prevalent to our world nowadays. Yeah. Amen. Lots of, lots of, lots of amen. amen. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Joe, typically this would be the time where I would ask our guest to give us a final word, parting little message. <laughs> now, do you want to give anything on top of that? Because yeah, I'll, that I'll like, give you well, the time. Cherry on the top? Like, we'll give you the cherry on top. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that, that was already kind of almost like a cherry on top moment, wasn't it? Huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll just say I love what you guys do here. I, I think uh, it's really awesome seeing how you guys are able to mesh two wonderful things out. It's like, man, how how could you ever, you know, blend anime and God besides just putting it in a meme or something, you know? Um, I, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing here. And uh, yeah, I, I hope uh, I hope all the listeners get to get something out of our talk and, uh, you know, maybe wrestle with some of these kinds of questions on their own time, too. Mm. So so encouraging yeah good stuff oof mm. all right <laughs> amen <laughs> yeah delicious well what, what a time this is like a full course meal thank you joe for coming here for speaking some truth and mm -hmm. thank you all the listeners for listening in we are amen and with the power of god and anime on our sides we hope to see you next time Peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.